Hello, Baker McKenzie welcomes you to Connect on Tech, a global podcast series covering legal developments on data, technology, privacy, and security that impact your business. Here's your host, Brian Hengisbaugh, Global Chair of Privacy and Security. Welcome back to Connect on Tech. I'm Brian Hengisbaugh, Global Chair of Privacy and Security at Baker McKenzie. So glad to have Francesca Gaudino with us today, our wonderful uh, privacy partner out of Milan. Francesca, welcome to the show. Hi, Brian. Thanks for this invitation. Very happy to be here. Of course. So nice to have you with us here. Springtime in Italy. I'm sure it's hopefully nicer weather. Things are warming up. How are things there? Yeah, man. The, the weather is, is good. It's just during the weekend. And it usually rains just to make <laughs> us happier, you know. And uh, now things are going um, better, let's say better. From the last time we, we, yeah, we were here, better. Wonderful. So we're here to talk about the the very hot topic of the European uh, Digital Green Certificate. Uh, And I know there's been some recent action on this. Can you just briefly tell the listeners, what is the European Digital Green Certificate? What does it do and what is it for? Yeah, uh, basically, and the, the, the initiative of the commission was launched in March. And the, the idea is to have this sort of green, I mean, digital green certificate, now it's digital certificate, which uh, will allow people to uh, to travel freely within the, the boundaries of the European Union. And it's a, actually news of yesterday that the European Parliament and the Council, they reached an agreement after intense negotiations. And um, the matter of discussion actually was about because the Parliament wanted to have, wanted to lift all national restrictions, you know, quarantines or other kind of limitations when you travel, while member states wanted to keep a leeway to adapt to specific national needs. And in, in addition, not sure honestly how much of the discussion was concentrated on this item, but the name of, of, of the certification has changed from digital green certificate to digital COVID certificate or simply digital certificate. And actually the word green did not appear to have much sense with respect to the initiative. Got it. Because it was probably there was some confusion over whether this was some kind of environmental <laughs> initiative. But it's indeed exactly. an initiative focused on on COVID and as I understand it, it's intended to help give proof that either you've been vaccinated or you've had a negative COVID test or you've recovered from COVID. Is that kind of conceptually what the idea is? Yeah, exactly. Uh, three kind of certificates. Uh, things are never easy with COVID. We have all learned this lesson. And one is for vaccinated individuals, one for those who recovered from COVID, and one for those who have recently tested negative to COVID. And actually, in terms of vaccination, the vaccination will be those approved uh, within the European Union, but member states are, um, I mean, are free to open also to other kind of vaccines which are accepted at the national level. Very nice. And so this would be somewhat unique. Is the is the intent that there will be a QR code on your phone or how does this uh, certificate present itself? That's another funny thing because honestly, I mean, it's called the COVID digital certificate, but it may be in digital form. So like a QR code that you can have on your smartphone, but also on paper form. And that's not 
very digital, honestly. Anyway, uh, it will have this QR code, and the QR code will uh, comprise personal information like, like your name, your name, date of birth, and the country of issuance of the certificate and the uh, time of validity. And then there will be other information which will be different from one certificate to another. So, for example, if it's the vaccination certificate, there will be the date of vaccination, the kind of vaccination, uh, the country where you uh, have been vaccinated and so on. From a privacy perspective, the good, let's say, thing is that when you travel from one member state to another, they will only, I mean, the, uh, the country where you are traveling, they will only verify that the, let's say, the QR code, I mean, the, um, the certificate is valid. They will not go into scan personal, any personal information which will remain with, with your member state of origin. I see, but the so the member state will retain the record, you know, why it is that I have a pass on my on my certificate, meaning whether I was vaccinated or whether I recovered from COVID, and some of the details that will be left at the member state level. But then, if I'm going, say, from Italy into Germany, and they they scan my code, they'll see that I get a green, I get a pass that I come in essentially, but they won't know much of the detail around that. Is that correct? Exactly. They will only know that your certificate is valid. Do you think, and then there's always the, the part of the fun in, in the European Union is always that there's, there's always several layers to the government. There's the, the health authorities, there might be labor authorities, and then there's the data protection authorities. I mean, do we have an early sense of what the data protection authorities think of this certificate? Because in some ways it strikes me that, oh, wait, that's on some level, health medical, arguably special categories of data about me that seems to be shared pretty widely. Um, do we have a sense of how the data protection authorities view this? Actually, the European Data Protection Board and the European Data Protection Supervisor has already adopted the joint opinion on this regulation, and they highlighted the need to respect you know, the, the, the usual suspects, fundamental principles of necessity, proportionality, and effectiveness. And another, let's say, item for consideration, I wouldn't say an issue, but another for consideration is that this digital certificate should not in any way result in direct or indirect discrimination of individuals. Because if you say, you can't say, you can only travel if you have a, a certification, uh, which might mean you can travel only if you get the, if you, if you got the vaccine or if you if you recovered from COVID or whatever. So uh, there is a lot of discussion about how, I mean, how, yeah, how this certificate can best implemented without touching these sort of fundamental uh, rights of the individuals, in addition to the privacy uh, concerns. Right. I mean, I think isn't that is kind of the heart of the matter is how would so it's it's nice to have a mechanism like this certificate. But then really the question would be, how is it used? If I want to go to a sporting event, do I need to flash my QR code in order to get in? If I need to if I want to go to my place of employment, do I need to flash my QR code or are those types of things not permitted? So it sounds like some of that has yet to be worked out. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Because it would be sort of like, in you know, also discrimination if, for example, I say you can 
uh, book a hotel or book a flight only if you got a certification. And uh, another piece is that member states are thinking about having their own digital certificate because this one launched by the European Commission is meant for travel across Europe. So now the problem like for member state is, can I use the same or similar solution to allow people to travel, uh, I don't know, within Italy, Germany, France or whatever. And in that case, the discrimination issue might be even higher because, I mean, you can imagine restaurants, pubs, cinemas saying, uh, you're more than welcome if you have a certificate, but what if you, you don't have it? And so that's sort of like discussion uh, which is going on at the moment. Yeah, really difficult societal issues, I would say, to be sort of sorting through as to um, you know how any of this would be implemented, what the requirements are. I mean, historically, we've never had a scenario where you have to you know display or share arguably sensitive or special categories of data in order to you know participate in the community go into a sporting event, go into your workplace, go into a restaurant. Um, so it's a, a very, certainly a, a challenging moment in time for society as to how to, to balance these things. Um, where do you think, and it's interesting too, that member states might launch their own certificates. Um, that, that would be an interesting uh, development just because I think they would encounter probably some of the same issues, right? About how do you actually implement this? Um, where do you think this is going? If you looked into your crystal ball, what do you think could happen? I could, I guess I could easily see on the one hand that nothing ever really comes of this, that people realize it's so complicated to implement that nothing happens. Um, or maybe something gets implemented, but it doesn't get used. Or maybe something gets implemented and gets used and it becomes a passport that you need to have to participate, get on an airplane or go to a sporting event. What do you think? Where do you think this goes? I think that at the European level, uh, the, I mean, the initiative will be definitely launched, even because they are also working from a technical perspective to have a sort of like digital platform so that the certification may be um, used and recognized by all member state, states. And to, I would also go a bit further and say that it's going to be implemented also at the, at the national level, at least in Italy. You know, we are always forefront in terms of COVID in the in the in the bad and in the good. In, the, in this case, uh, we already enacted uh, a specific law to have an Italian digital certificate, and uh, actually we are having the same issues that you we just spoken about at the European level. So, the Italian Data Protection Authority, the Garante, has raised a number of issues. Now they've been addressing these issues. And the discrimination issue, issue as well. Can can uh, I mean restaurants, bars, and whatever cannot um, ask people to have certification in order to get in. From like that's a personal view. What uh, I mean, my my thought would also be, I don't know if you remember all the discussion on COVID tracing apps. Yes. Um, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't have a European-wide app initiative, but we have initiatives from member states. And Italy, again, was one of the first ones to launch the, the famous app Immuni. In any case, it has not been a real success, um, probably except for the countries where the download and use of the app were imposed by law. And at least, I mean, most of the concerns raised 
um, against these contract tracing apps were, of course, based on privacy concerns. I don't want to be tracked. I don't want anyone to know if I got in contact with someone with COVID, if I, uh, I test COVID, um, <coughs> COVID positive and so on. Now for the digital certificate, and that's why I'm saying that I think this initiative is something which will see the light soon, is that everyone seems really willing to get one. There's no worries about giving out health information to whoever can allow uh, an easy way to travel and easy way to, to, to go out, basically. And so I was just wondering what is the real perception of privacy that we have? How, how and how much we really value our privacy? Because if you think about that, I mean, the, the contact tracing app was a, an important, a serious instrument to protect our health. Now is more something, I mean, the, the certification is something which will allow our, us to go out, to, to, to come back to a, a normal social life, let's put it that way. So apparently health data are worth it a weekend abroad or a dinner out with friends. So that's something that we may probably think about. That's interesting. Yeah, no, those are really great, really great points. And um, maybe arguably in some respects, the certificate is less intrusive than the, the, the tracing, co you know, the, the contact tracing apps, which had a tremendous amount of longitudinal geographic information about where you were. Um, and whereas the, the, this type of certificate, which might just note that you are vaccinated or you recovered or whatever, it's more of a single point in time or, you know, a single data point. So anyway, um, but certainly I think the, um, the societal issues grappling with these things are, are huge and, and may not be resolved anytime soon, but Francesca Gaudino, our terrific partner in, in Milan, thanks so much for being with us today. And we look forward to having you back. Thank you, Brian. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast when we connect on tech. For more information on data and technology, subscribe to our blog at connectontech.com or visit our website at bakermckenzie.com.